Hello and welcome to Metal Vice, a podcast where we talk about all things music. Well, the things we care about. Right, which is mainly live music and metal music. I'm one of your hosts, Brian, joined by other hosts. Karen. Karen, what is today's topic? Today we're going to talk about Spirit Box at the House of Blues. Yeah, House of Blues here in Chicago on May 8th. Um, they ended up having two shows. This one sold out, I think, so quick. Yeah. And then they added the second one for May 9th. Yeah. Yep. We didn't end up going to the May 9th one. Um, we'll talk about the set list here in a little bit when we talk about the bands. But I, at least for Spirit Box, according to Setlist FM, um, it's the exact same set they played the day night before. Yeah, I bet but all I bet all of it's the same. They just played like it was a brand new show or not brand new show, but I think so too. And I was thinking about show. Yeah, I, I I was trying to think about that too. If they were going to do a different set list or maybe pick like one or two songs, like you know, switch in and out. Um, was this the only city that they did? I think shows? so. I think so. Yeah. Every show sold out on this entire tour. Oh, did it really? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that in Instagram. Everything said sold out by it. Even the second one? Mm-hmm. Even the second show yep. at Chicago? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay. So, um, which I know, like, I think the first show sold out within days. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just remember we got tickets and then I checked again for some reason. I don't know why. Oh, no. I was looking at something else at House of Blues, I think. And I saw they had a second show and they still had tickets. I was like, oh, do you oh. want to go to both shows? And you're like, no, nah, we can just go to the one. Yeah. We had a lot this month. So. Um, but yeah, like I was trying to think if they were going to do a unique set list or not, right, for In Between Nights. And part of me was like, it'd be cool for people who go to both shows because they did call that out during the show. Like, we'll see some of you tomorrow. Some of you, it's been fun. Thanks so much for coming out. Um, but then I started thinking like, well, maybe maybe they won't. Maybe it'll just be the same because the people who didn't go to both shows, mm-hmm. you, you kind of want them to have the same experience potentially. Yeah. I... Never had a thought that they were going to play two separate sets. Um, and the only reason why I say that is because this was just an added show. It's not like every single show. Th- so using Metallica as an example, they have their entire tour is two shows per city per now weekend. Now it is this, this next leg. Or this yeah, next yeah. Tour is, That's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. Okay, yeah. The 72 seasons that they're doing right now, every show or every city has two shows. Yep. Um, and it's unique both nights because that's how it was announced. Where this was just... We're adding a night. Because we sold out, we, yeah. we can do it again. Yeah, so I never had a... Th- I never personally had a thought that they would do two separate sets. I knew it was going to be the same, and that's probably why I was like, no, nah, I don't need to go see it again. Yeah, I think we've talked about this too, where we we like to see bands, or I like to see bands, have different set lists between shows they play. Not many, I feel like, do that. I think a lot of them do the same set for the entire tour. Maybe you might get one or two songs different, and that's kind of how Metallica's done it in the past. Is you get two to three songs that are unique for that particular night. Like they're not going to do the same one back to back, like same set list. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like for a normal tour, like if they were just doing one show per city, it would be maybe different if they do it in Chicago versus Denver. Yeah, think about when we saw them last year. We saw them in Vegas, and then we saw them at Lala, and Lalo is basically the exact same set list they had at Vegas w- with three unique songs, I think it was. Um, Dirty okay. Windows, Whiskey in the Jar, and I can't remember something else. Well, Whiskey in the Jar was at Lalo. That's what I'm saying. Oh, are you talking about Lalo? Sorry, I thought you were talking about Vegas. No, no. Vegas Sorry. was the first one we went to. and Yeah. 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 But, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that, that a little bit more, I think, when we get into the actual Spirit Box review and, and sort of chat about that. But one thing I didn't mention, ticket prices. Thirty-two fifty for these tickets, twelve dollars and fifty cents in fees, 
and then a whopping 13 cents in tax. Yeah, I don't get that. Uh, this was part of the Eternal Blue Tour. Which was their new album? Yes, I believe okay. it's their newest album. It's the one with Holy Roller on it um, that we oh, really? heard them last year. Yep, yep. Oh, man. I figured that that would be a song that they've had for a long time. Yeah. I, I mean, we really, we found Spirit Box last year. Well, Late last year. Yeah, I heard of them, but I didn't know oh, really? their music. Yeah, it was one of those things where like, I mean, I'm always on Instagram. I feel like oh, every I single see. episode I'm like, I saw it on Instagram, but I like doing that where I just like scroll Instagram so I hear all these things. I guess, yeah, I'm not really on Instagram that much no. or I'm on like Reddit and that's about it. And I don't really follow any yeah subreddits around like heavy metal other than like vinyl and then in like some bands I will follow, but yeah. mostly I, I don't follow. But bands you know. Yeah. You're not yeah. like just scrolling the, what do they call Like this. I don't even know what that's called, but scrolling your feed. Well, it's not even because it's not on my feed because I don't like them. It's on, I don't know, on Instagram. It's like you search, but you don't have to really like type in a search. Oh, you it just, just like it just populates things that you could be into. Pop other things up that yeah. if you like this, you might like this. The algorithm's like yeah. finding what you need. Yes, that's the algorithm is doing it. Yeah. Um, we also didn't mention the openers for this particular show, okay. which was After the Burial and Intervals. Both bands I was unfamiliar with. Going into the evening. Yeah, I didn't know about intervals. Um, after the barrel, I've heard of, but I didn't know their music. And this this show started pretty early. Oh my gosh! Six yes. p.m. I think is when yes. it started. Yes. Which actually didn't start at six p.m. It was five something. Five fifty four. I think they started yeah. six minutes early. Yeah, I knew it was early. Um, it's just so weird to be at a venue at five o'clock. With three bands and have the show start at six. Yeah, doors opened at five, show at six, or a few minutes before. Yeah, so we're on stage left. So as we said in a past show, you can't remember what one. I think it was Whitechapel. Whitechapel, we could see the clock. Where you can see the clock from that that side, and we yeah. and we think that's for the band to see, like, hey, here's what time th- you have left. I think so, or somebody on the on backstage somewhere to see what's going on. And that, like, I think Reggie's. I think it was. We noticed it was like straight behind. Like, I think that's at a lot of venues. They have this kind of clock thing. I've just never no, picked I've up at a, at many venues. It's this one and Reggie's are the two main ones that I've I've seen it as like an indicator to here's what time it is and you know what time you need to be off type thing. I think probably every venue has some sort of clock. It's just where it's located versus where like yep, where yep. people can see it or not. So, right. So, I mean, I think during the, the Whitechapel when we talked about that, it was a little distracting because you knew like, all right, I know this could, has to be over at X time. Yeah. And it's, and I've also mentioned that with sort of bands playing complete song or albums or something where I don't like that because you know the formula and yeah, you can yeah. kind of figure out how much time's left and what's going to happen next type thing. Yeah. Um, and Whitechapel is double of that because they were playing the full album plus you could see the clock. And you could see the clock, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, it, so for me at least, it's a little distracting at times. But as you mentioned, this is crazy early. Yeah. And there's only three bands, so unless they play an hour each, or at least the openers each get an hour, they're not going to play that long. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure it out, like, if they were going to play hour, hour, two hours or something, but... But it really wasn't. It was the normal sort of 30, 30, or... Uh, 30, 45, and then... Yeah, I think they got a little bit more time because it was only the three, but, I mean, the intervals came on, they only had eight tracks... They came out to Alchemy, followed by Metahira, Lunar Tick, 5HTP, Lock and Key, Touch and Go, 
Leave No Stone, and String Theory. So just eight songs, but again, like it was 30 minutes or so for yeah. them. Yeah, I think it was just at 30 minutes probably. So then from that point forward, you know, you know it's going to be like a normal yeah. concert and you're getting out of here pretty early. Yeah. I think I even, after uh, Interval set, I actually looked up, because on set list FM, they have like the length of the concert or something oh, yeah, like yeah. that. And I looked up and I was just like, yeah, we're going to be done by 9.30. <laughs> I remember you showing me the spirit box this time and it was like an hour and 12 minutes yeah. that the previous show they had played or something yeah. like that. Yeah, which I, I'm wondering, I think it was a little bit longer than that. I'm wondering if that's based on the time of the songs. I think so, like the length. And then, I mean, obviously there's some banter in between and stuff. So. Yeah. But Intervals came out, played Alchemy, and they played it and I loved it. And I was like, oh, this is so much cool. You're just coming out, you're jamming. Like I said, I, we've never had any experience with this band or know much about this band. Actually knew nothing about this band. Yeah, I didn't know who they were or what they... And I just thought it was like them jamming for a little bit, just like intro type thing. Like, hey, we're just going to hang out for a little bit and have some fun. Then we're going to get into the songs. And got over and was like, hey, thanks for coming out. Good to see you, Chicago. We've got some music we're going to play for you. Let's have some fun. And pick up the next song. And no lyric, just all instrumentals. And I was like, oh, shit. Is this just an all instrumental act? This is kind of cool. And sure enough, that's that's exactly what this was, was an all instrumental yeah. act. Um. I know you're not the biggest fan of only instrumental stuff. No, not really. When you kind of put, did you, when did you put the pieces together? So during the first song, I, they were obviously only playing music or playing their instruments. And I kind of looked around like, is there even a mic on the stage? Like that was the first thing I looked for. And I was like, oh, there is, there's a mic. So in my mind, I thought it was that they were going to start playing and then at the time, because I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago, but like at the time that the like lyrics kick in, then the vocalist would come out and sing. Yep, yep. Like so, it'd be like, oh, we're just gonna sing a little bit or play a little bit, and then the vocalist will come out. But after he stepped up to the mic and was like, "Hey, Chicago!" Like I don't know, I don't remember what he said, yeah, but yeah. Um, when he did his little thing, that's when I was like. This is only going to be music. There's going to be no lyrics. Yeah. And I think it was the next song or soon after this where he again takes the mic in between songs and is like, all right, we're going to we're gonna play some notes for you. And like that was the solidifying fact too. Because the part was like, well, maybe the first two songs are just instrumental. Then they're going to kick in with the vocals afterwards. But then once it was like, we're going we're gonna to play some notes for you. It was like, oh, okay, it's going to be all, all notes and stuff. Yeah, I I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I don't want to say that I didn't enjoy it. It was enough songs played, only instrumental. It's not something I wanted. I'm glad it was only 30 minutes. It's not something, like maybe one or two songs, but I don't want to be standing for an hour just listening to music with no lyrics or anything. And also the only other thing that I would say is I think I would enjoy it a little bit more if it was a little heavier. It was very... Um, mellow there was it, some heavy guitar riffs and some heavy drums but most of it was pretty mellow there were some some heavy elements definitely but yeah it was a bit mellow for sure and like 
mellow as in just jamming kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it was not super, super mellow, but in terms of metal. Yeah, I was just was, thinking the same thing. Yeah, metal mellow. Yeah, metal mellow. That's a good way yeah. to put it. Yeah. yeah. But I, I enjoyed it a lot. I did. Um, instrumentals for me are some of my favorite tracks on, on albums. Yeah. And it, I was thinking during this act of, I know the instrumental tracks are usually my favorite tracks on a particular album. Would I like all of an album to be an instrumental? Would I like to go to a performance and see all instrumental stuff? And a part of me says yes, a part of me says no. Like this one I was, I enjoyed it, don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but about halfway through I was like, eh, I'm good, time to move on type thing. Yeah, and that's about where I was. After halfway I was like, okay, like 15 more minutes. Yeah, and... If they're at a festival, I'll definitely like pop in and out of their set and you know go see something else and come over and see them. But if we're at home just listening to like music, this is definitely something I'll put on and and listen to and and hang out to. Like it's, I liked it a lot. Depending on what we're doing, yes. But like if we're doing something else, yes. If we're doing it to listen to music, no. Yeah, I don't know. I I could do both. I okay. personally, I could. Okay. I know you can't or wouldn't because, like I said, you're not really into just instrumental stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't enjoy it as much. And so the next day at work, we have a Slack channel for um, for metal music and like metal enthusiasts and whatnot. So everybody posts like new albums that came out and new shows they went to or stuff like that. So I posted like, hey, I saw the intervals last night, an all instrumental band. It was a pretty decent show. I enjoyed it. It also got me to look at my favorite instrumental song or listen to it again, which is Implements of Destruction by Chimera. I, I love that track so fucking much. And like seeing the intervals, like oh, I want to go back and listen to that track. I haven't listened to it in a little while. So I, I, I posted that and somebody else posted their favorite instrumental song. I haven't listened to it yet. I still need to check that out. And then somebody else replied saying, yeah, the intervals intervals are cool. I forgot about those guys. Um, they also used to have a vocalist. At oh, one really? Point. Early on, the early on, they had a vocalist for one album, I think. Oh. And it was more of a prog metal album okay. than anything. Else. I could I could see that. Yeah, and it maybe and I think that's why I don't like prog metal very much because yeah. it is very instrumentally focused, instrumental focused. Um, but yeah, I could see them having a prog metal type album. So I definitely want to check that album out again. I'm going to I'm gonna look for that and, and listen to that yeah. eventually. But it's on my list of like to-dos and yeah. to check out. Something that you said was um, listening to them made you think of listening to another band or another yeah. song or whatever. And I kind of like that during concerts where I hear something and then I'm like, oh, this sounds like this. Or I want to now listen to this song or whatever yeah. that I haven't listened to for a long time. Like the next band that we talk about, I have some... Anyways, I'll get, I'll get to that when we get there because <laughs> that's jumping ahead. But And like we said, we were I was into the music a lot. I just, for a live show halfway through, I was a bit done or I was ready for the next thing. Or, yeah, yeah. Or for it to pick up and be a little heavier because, it, it, like we said, it was mellow metal. Yeah. Um, it wasn't as heavy as I probably would have preferred. And I think that's why I like that Instruments of Destruction song, right, is it's pretty fucking heavy. Yeah. And, yeah. I think the even the crowd aspect of getting into it more would have been more involved if it was heavier. Cause otherwise when you're just listening to instruments and 
there's not people like singing along or, you know, I mean, there was some clapping and stuff like that along. But I mean, pretty much it was it's just you're standing there watching the show um, where if it's a little bit heavier then pits can open up or people can move around more headbang, you know, like all that stuff. And you kind of get more into it. Yeah. And this one definitely had a few people who were super fucking into it, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. There was one guy who just like kept cheering and screaming like every in between every song and the lead came out. I'm assuming it's Aaron was the lead. Oh, I, yeah, um, I was like, this guy's my spirit animal. This guy's fucking awesome. Thanks so much, man. And they're Canadian, so like crazy fucking nice. Like <laughs> of course. stereotypical <laughs> yeah. Canadian, you know. Yeah. Um maybe we should move to Canada. Then maybe. we'll turn nice. <laughs> but it was awesome to see and there were a few people who were getting into it and that was kinda cool. I'm not saying that people weren't into it. I'm just saying I think you would get yeah, more no. total crowd. Yeah, I, I got you. Oh, okay. For sure. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, overall it was a, a pretty quick set. I, I did enjoy it. Um like I said, I'll, I'll listen to them again in the background. And I have listened to this entire concert. We added everything to our playlist again, to the concert playlist. and We should share that again. Listen, Yeah, it's, I mean, it's on, like, on our... It's on Spotify, right? Yeah, it's on Spotify both years, 2022 and 2023 are so far. And like we said before, it's just every show we go to, if you like a band, we go find their set list and put that on there in order that we saw it. So it's it's, it's kind of cool to look back at the end of the year and be like, Oh, here's how many songs we yeah. we listen to. Our, and it's not repeat. So if we see a band multiple times, we only put net new songs on there. Yeah, yeah. And I think last year we had like 57 hours. Yeah, I think something. Or 60 something. or something. I think it was in the 50s. 50s? Okay. So far I looked today because I listened to this whole concert again today. We're at like 23 hours so far. Oh. So, and we have a lot more shows coming up. So it's going to be interesting to, to see, see how much it grows. In. Yeah. And we're yeah. at 335 tracks on it so far that's good so i mean oh, we've put most bands on there there's only been a couple that we've left off i think so and i mean if, if we can't find the set list we don't put it on right well of course yeah we can't put it on if we don't know it but if you even if we know just like one song i don't want to just put that one song on yeah. there. i want to put the whole thing yeah but yeah like i said it's, it's definitely something i'll listen to again but if they're opener i'll go check them out again but it's not like if they come as a headlining show it's one of those I, I think we need to get better at saying no to shows. So yeah. This would be one if they're a headliner. I'm like, eh, I, I'm good. But if we absolutely have nothing and have the extra cash, then like, yeah, sure. If it's not that much, we'll, we'll go check it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think we do need to get pickier because we can't sustain this. <laughs> yeah. But it's also, I, I agree with you. Like, I mean, this isn't really something I would want to spend too much money to go see if they're headlining. Unless depending on who, who's with them. That's I mean, true. that could change it. But, um, yeah, I would see them at a festival or if they're an opener again. I mean, we show up to most openers, so. Yeah, but I mean, if, you, if you're if you into instrumental music and really like it like I do, this is definitely worth checking out in my opinion, so. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Good, overall, decent set. I, I, was, I was happy with it. But then we go to After the Burial. Yes. Another, they only played eight songs as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, their songs must be longer then. Maybe a little bit, but there was also a lot more... I think crowd interaction oh, during this one. Yeah. I don't there was one part. This is only a few nights ago and I still can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. There's one part in the middle where it, and I don't want to say it drug on, but his, what he was saying was very impactful, very meaningful. Oh, right. Right. Cause he talks about, and we'll, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. But I, I do feel like it was a very meaningful thing. And we'll talk about that here shortly. Um, yeah. Started out with influx followed by collapse, lost in the static, nothing gold, 
exit exists. Death keeps us from living. And that's where, before this song, that's where that yep. long bit was. And as, as we'll talk about, it, it's very meaningful. It is, yeah. Uh, but it did go on for a while. And I, I don't want to say it drug on, but the time that that took was quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. But very meaningful, very good. Loved the message, loved what he was saying. We'll talk about that. After Death Keeps Us From Living, we have A Wolf Amongst Ravens. And then finally, the last song we have, Behold the Crown. Again, this is a band I was unfamiliar with, unaware of, really. I may have heard their name before, but it doesn't really ring a bell to me. Yeah, they've, I mean, I've heard of them and then they've been on some play. I mean, I, th- I think, I, I don't know what playlist I listen to on Spotify, but I listen to playlists a lot because I like, I like a certain band. So then it's like recommended if you like this band, then you listen to this the playlist. Yeah, like picks up yeah. what songs you might yeah. like. Yeah, it, it's kind of like a shuffle, but they do their own thing yeah but i don't recognize any of the songs that i've listened to so i just know it's been on there yeah and i mean they came out right away with influx right and instantly it was a different vibe from the intervals yeah it was just it was just heavier and i really enjoyed it the crowd got really into it pit started opening yeah when we got there that night you said oh there's not gonna be pits tonight it's gonna be a very calm crowd like yeah, <laughs> I had I figured that there would be some pits and the crowd would be more into it, but I let you have your thoughts. Well, I wasn't sure, right? Because we didn't know the bands leading up to it, and Spirit Box. We'll get into that here in a little bit, but I wasn't sure if there would be a pit for that or not. It, oh, okay, but there, spoiler, there was there was pits for that too. So I, I enjoyed it when they came out. And it's like, all right, this is a different pace. I'm really excited for this and. And this pace is more like what we've been going to see yeah. um, lately. And I really enjoy like this type of concert over. I can't really say that though, because I enjoy this, but then I also enjoy some, some slower, softer stuff. Um, like, I mean, I would even consider some of like disturbed that way. And yeah, like three days grace, like the laser music. Yeah. yeah it's like yep. slower, softer. Um, but then I really enjoy this type of music as well. Yeah. A little harder, a little faster. Um, yeah. The crowds are better, I think, for these type of shows. Better might not be the right word. More of like enjoyable, maybe. Well, I don't know. Maybe like when you say better, I guess, what do you mean by movement? Better? Movement. All right, yeah. More movement. Yeah. More. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah I gotcha. Which I guess to somebody that might be annoying oh, and sure. yeah. horrible and they don't want that. They just want it to be like a three days grace concert where people just stand and listen to the music. Right. I, I do enjoy the movement a little better too. We were at wage war. Oh yeah. And that was probably the best crowd we've had in a while, in my opinion. And the whole crowd was moving it. There were some parts where you really, you don't fight it. You just kind of go where you go. You get, you get pushed. You just, you just follow the flow of, of the beast that is the crowd. Yep. Yep. The organism, which is really fun. It is, yeah. Like, I mean, unless, I guess it wouldn't be fun if you got separated from your group or something, but otherwise it is pretty fun just to move wherever you're moving. But also, like, we think about that, and it's like, if we ever get separated, we haven't ever. But at the same time, it, if we do, we're in the venue. Yeah. There's one exit yeah. that we're all yeah. going to walk out of. Yeah. So just walk there and wait. Like, yeah. Eventually, we'll find each other again. Yeah. Or we both know that after the concert we kind of stay on the floor until after 
people leave and then we leave. We're, we're not like the sea of. We don't try to leave right away. Yeah. We'll, sea of fish. Yeah. We don't like flow all the same way. We just kind of hang back a little bit and then we leave. So. I mean, as you said, this, this crab was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy their set a lot. We were on stage left still. We didn't move because it was House of Blues and sold out. So you get your spot. You're fucking staying there unless you yep. want to try to fight. Yep. to get back and it might be hard because there's so many people yep. and as soon as one person leaves like eight people move forward to that oh one yeah spot. yeah and I'm, I'm really not enjoying the house of blues anymore. i'm not either no i'm really not there's like we have one more concert there and i'm dreading it if the floor plan was better yeah then it, like it was just an open box like um the radius not the radius well the radius too but also um uh concord yeah it'd be so much better i think yeah i would agree it's how it's set up is not the best for, for for these types of shows and like this many people it's not the best where if you had even this this type of show is good there um i like it i used to love it because i could see everything because the stage is high and but it's like just packing in so many people it's not are we just old is that what what's going I don't on i think so like i don't know what happened i mean 2020 happened but yeah yeah and shows but are selling out. it seems out. like every show is selling out, which is great. It is. It's yeah. fucking awesome. For the bands, it's phenomenal. And for the venues to stay open is phenomenal. And I mean, but for the audience as well, I love sold out crowds because it's so much fun. But not fun if you can't move. Yeah. And get around and like, as soon as you move and lose your spot and you can't get back, we did this with Static X. You go to the back. The audio fucking sucked back there for that. Yeah. So now the experience is just garbage and i paid money for bullshit yeah but there's other venues where it's so good like the audio everywhere is good there's room that you can kind of move you can kind of move like i don't know i, I just really don't like this setup of this venue yeah. and it's a shame i used to love this venue so yeah. much it used to be on our it used to be our top venue of the city yeah and we used to be like we love house of, we would tell everybody we love house of blues it's the venue we go to the most to be fair, that was like the only venue had been to too. Yeah, that's. I mean, we had been to a couple other ones, um, because even over like, Aragon and um, Riviera. I did like it over Aragon, yeah. Like Aragon and Riviera was like, I don't really like these that much. I like House of Blues so much better, but now I'm, at the point where I'm like, I would go to Aragon over House of Blues any day unless it's 100 degrees out. Yeah, that's true. Um, but getting back to this particular show. The one thing that, that did pop out to me being on that side of the stage is we were on the bassist side and he was fucking going hard. I remember that just okay. fucking bouncing all over the place, like head banging <laughs> all over. It was it was awesome to watch. He was fucking he put it on a show. It was amazing. Yeah. I honestly I remember the vocalist a lot. But other than yeah. that, I don't really remember the show very much. The vocalist was great too. Um he had a lot of energy. I mean, everybody had a lot of energy, and they put on an amazing show. I didn't see this, but I saw it on Instagram, I think, oh. the next day. On the bass side, they had Miller Man come out, which was this guy in Miller 24 packs. Basically, they took like a bunch of Miller 24 packs, yeah. put one of the boxes on as a helmet, and then cut a bunch of other ones up for like armor. So he had like a chest plate and arm. Wait, where bands. was this at? It was like, at House of Blues. It, like, like on the stage? On the stage. He came out for a little bit, did like the robot dance or some shit. 
and then hopped off the stage. Holy shit, how did we not see that? I don't know. Was it, were we too far off to the side? No, it was on the bass's side. He came out over to where, where the bass was standing. I, we must have been looking somewhere else. Or I, it was only for like five seconds, and then he popped back on. Uh, yeah, how did we miss that, But though? I missed it. It's like, holy shit, that would have been awesome to see. Was that the night we went, or was that yeah, the next night? it was the night, night we went, yeah. How do you know that it was night? Because I watched it yesterday before the concert. Oh, okay, before they held. Yeah. No, yesterday, yeah, yesterday was the 10th. Was, well, whatever. It was Tuesday? The day of the second show, I watched okay. it. Okay. And okay. they said last night we were graced with Miller Man or something along those lines. Interesting. Now I'm like racking my brain like how we missed that. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious and I wish we had seen that. The other thing that pops, like, is definitely a fresh in my mind, something that I remember, is that sort of speech thing we were talking oh, about. Oh, right. Yeah, let's talk about that. With uh, Death Keeps Us From Living. So the lead singer comes out and he's like, you know, all my life I've just been constantly around death. Like, I think it was like his mother had passed away, a friend had passed away, another friend had passed away. He had a friend in Chicago who um, he's like, what was what did he say? He's Took her life. She didn't want to be oh, here right. anymore, so she decided to leave permanently. Yeah, yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah. And it was like very sort of poetic way of saying yeah. took her own life. And I think their guitarist passed away. Yeah, that's one of the people who had passed away. Okay, okay. Um, I didn't hear you say the guitarist. I did not say the guitarist, you're right. Yeah. Um, he had passed away as well. And his whole thing was like, and I think this was around 2022 when he was going through, like everybody was going through like... 2020, you mean? Yeah, sorry, 2020 with COVID and lockdown and everything. And he's like, yeah, we were all just depressed and well, yeah, because I couldn't play music. I mean, because yep. he was basically like, we couldn't do anything. Like, their livelihood was taken away from them. That too, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if that was rolled in here. I don't know why I brought that up. But Wasn't that in the same speech? It may have been. I can't remember. There were a couple of them. It was basically like, he had nothing to live for. I mean, he had nothing. Yeah, nothing going on. And everything that he ever thought about was um, the death and the how everything was taken away from him. Yep. And he's like, it's always been just dragging me back. I take one step forward and get pulled two steps back by this like constant yeah. death in my life and tragedy. And his whole point was like, that's in the past. You can't do anything about that. And you don't know what the fuck's going to happen tomorrow. So don't worry about that. Just live in the moment. Enjoy what you have now because at any moment it could end. And don't worry about the end. Just, or don't worry about the end. Don't worry about what was in the back. Just, Enjoy the now and yeah. and be happy and don't try to control the things you fucking can't control, yeah. basically. Yeah. And there was something about, like, if you have family or any ties that's, like, holding you back, just, like, cut all the strings and just live yeah. your life how you want. Which, personally, I feel like we've done pretty well where we've kind of just said, you know, we don't care what anybody else thinks. We're going to live the life that we want to live. But also to the point of... The future is never promised, which I understand. It's never promised. Like, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But I honestly have to have a future planned out for myself. Or otherwise, it's hard for me to get through the day that I'm living. So that's a hard... I, I like that concept of live in the moment. But for me personally, I feel like I have to have something to look forward to. Even if it's tomorrow or a year from now or something. Like, I need something to get through today. Does that make sense? It does. And... You and I are different in this yeah, regard. Totally, sure. 100% different, yeah. I think 
what he was sort of saying was like, don't worry about the past, don't worry about the future, just live now. Like, I think I'm pretty close to living that way. That way now. Yeah. There are a few times where I wake up in the morning, it's like, what the fuck did I do last night? And it's like, <laughs> what? Why would I fucking do that? That's stupid. Don't fucking steal that. What the fuck, asshole? Like in my head, that's. And then what HR I'm, calls you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> then it's like, shit. All right. What the fuck? Even like the future of like. Don't think about the future. Just like eh, what happens, happens. I think I'm really good at that too. And you and I are completely different. You need to have stuff planned out. Yeah. And honestly, it drives me fucking insane yeah. sometimes. I've changed a lot that way. I'm not like yeah. planned out to the extent of like, what are we doing every second? But it's mentally, I need something to look forward to. Yeah. Otherwise, it's very hard to get through the day that I'm living today. Yeah, and I get that. But sometimes I also feel like it's it's not all that way with you. Sometimes it is like, well, when are we going to meet up with these people? What what time are we getting there? And to me, it's like, I don't know. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah. And that's where I think the anxiety for you like picks in. It's like, no, I, I need to be there at this time. <laughs> you need to know what's going to happen once we're there. That's a different anxiety than what... Sure. Then like depression of getting through the day. Yeah. That's the hard part is... No, and I'm, I'm like laughing now because it's like I am complicated. But... That is definitely the anxiety of like, I need to know how many people are going to be there. What time are we getting there? Where are we going? What's it like there? Like, I need all these things where to get through like the depression part of my brain is I need something to look forward to. Yeah. And I think that's good. Like you always should have something that like, oh, cool. I'm going to do this. Like there's this thing ahead that I. Yeah. I, I have can, to get to. That I can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why we have to have stuff booked all the time <laughs> yeah but i mean like i said it's it's cool to have stuff planned like oh cool i have this show coming up that I'm, and that's mainly what the stuff now is for us yeah is, yeah oh cool we have this show we have this show what's going to be announced next year what are we going to do like that yeah. kind of stuff is fun but also like walk outside and it's like well what what direction is the we're going to like a record store or something well, what direction is that I was like i don't know let's turn left and just go that way and see what happens you're like, no, but what if it's right? It's like, I don't know. I guess we turn around and walk back. We'll figure <laughs> it out. And you're like, no, no, no. We need to. So, I mean, I think that's where we're different. And I, like I said. Like I'm going to look up the venue because you don't know exactly where it is tomorrow night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll figure it out. But like no, his whole message it, there, like I, I loved it. I thought it, it was is. brilliant. It, and it was really good. And the guy that was standing next to us um, actually recorded most of it. Oh. And I I thought it, I thought about it so many times. So I'm like, could you text that to me? But because I kind of wanted to listen to it again yeah. and maybe we can find it online somewhere. Somebody's posted it maybe or something. But it was so like even just how we're explaining it, it isn't as inspirational as he said it or as well said as he said it because we're like butchering it and yeah, paraphrasing, sure. obviously. But I was like, that's something that some people might need to listen to multiple times, like when they're struggling or something. And like I said earlier, where I said it, it kind of drug on and I, I don't mean that in like a bad way at all. There were a few moments when he was speaking. I was like, oh, cool. This is the end of this. Like, oh. Not, oh, cool. It's the end. But like, that's a really good way to end this yeah. sort of speech that you're giving. And then it went on again to the next thing. I was like, oh, it would have been so much better if you just ended it there. Mm -hmm. But then he kept talking. And I was like, actually, that's very meaningful as well. This is great. Here's another spot you could end. And then he kept like going yeah. and going. Yeah. And so it was like, it, it was all really good, really well done. Um I love the message he was giving and it was, it was awesome. Yeah. I feel like in the last two weeks, we've seen now three shows where people have opened up about their 
mental health and their struggles and what they've been struggling with over the last couple of years. It's definitely becoming more prominent and I, I yeah, really like yeah. it. And I'm really glad bands are doing it yeah. to show like. Yeah. I really think bands, celebrity, well, celebrities, whatever is a celebrity now, but like, I think if it's more prominent in culture, which it is becoming way more prominent in culture and hopefully states and governments and stuff will recognize it as well. But like, I think bringing it more to an idol not an idol that's the wrong word too but like a person that you look up to or a person that like even for a band like you listen to this band every single day or something if they open up to it it's like oh they it looks like that they have a perfect life they're touring they're making music they're doing everything i want to do or i would wish i could do or something it's like but they're struggling doing all that you know it kind of yeah brings it back to reality that everybody has mental yeah, it just it also helps like just normalizing. Normalizing, yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. It's like yeah, yeah. it everybody has it. Like yeah. it doesn't matter what your lifestyle is, everybody has yeah, something. Yeah, but I mean, just even normalizing it, and making sure that like ev- like, and people being more upfront and open about it is just a great way to like, it's okay to have these feelings. It's yeah. okay to have this. Like you're not alone. Everybody has it. Like this is normal. This is right. life. Right. Um, and like like we said, disturbed. We first started doing it. Started doing it in like 2019. Thereabouts with yeah. um, a reason to with, um, oh 2018 the album came out with 2018 that, yeah yeah they had like hold on to memories and reason to fight evolution yeah, yeah. with the evolution tour yeah and that's the first time I remember like a band that we had seen in a big way bring mental health and addiction and incorporate it in such a way in their show yeah and now other bands yeah. are not necessarily like this wasn't a major major part of the show like it was with Disturbed. But it was, come out here, we're going to say something, we're going to talk about it for a little bit. It's awesome. Right. And other bands are, not not those things are awesome, but it's awesome they're yeah. doing it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think other bands, like in the past, have mentioned it. Like, they'll mention, you know, mental health. Or they don't really mention mental, mental health, but just like demons is what everybody yeah, says. Yeah. It's demons, which I understand calling them demons because it's kind of like, what else? the fuck do you call it like you know like oh i had this feeling to call it too. it is yeah but otherwise it's like i have this feeling in my brain and i don't know what it is so i was talking to somebody at work many years ago and they were like i can't remember what we were talking about but it was essentially like yeah we we all have our demons or you know like our skeletons our closets our demons that we're yeah. like we're struggling with so like everybody's got it and like you can't really fault people for necessarily having having those demons so yeah the other, I guess, anything else about this aspect of the show or this part of the show? No, no. I thought it was great. And, I mean, I, I haven't listened to the music, but I I, knew, I want to listen to the music again. Yeah, I did listen to the whole album. Or not the whole album, the whole set list again. It's good. It's perfectly serviceable, perfectly fine. I enjoyed it. What's it like listening to it on Spotify versus on at the concert? The concert's 100 times better. Is it better? It's so much fucking better. Yeah. The out, like I said, the the music's great. I loved it. It was good to listen to, but it just didn't have the same vibe, the same energy for some yeah. reason. I don't know. It's got to be the crowd aspect. Yeah. And just even the live aspect of seeing the band jump around and perform. Yeah. But I enjoyed, I enjoyed the live set a hundred times better than just listening to it on Spotify. And to be fair, I was sort of not actively listening. It was definitely a passive listening while I was working. Yeah. In the background. Yeah. That's the hard part. So it's. It was a bit hard to like pick up on. There were, there was a song. I think it was, 
ex- exists that okay. I've listened to now a couple times. I was like, oh shit, that's really good. I really like that song. So that, and that's sort of like, once again, passively listening, not paying attention. And then like a riff kicks in or something. I was like, oh, I, I like that. What's yeah. going on here? Yeah. And having to stop for a little bit and look. And then look, yeah, to see what, what song's yep. playing. Yeah. And the only other thing, real quick, before you jump in, um, another crowd interaction talk was back in 2020 again when they were overseas. Oh, yeah. And he was telling yeah. a story about that, and they had to cancel a bunch of shows. Yeah, because they were in the middle of their tour of when. And the manager's like, the borders are closing. You need to get home now, because they're from uh, Minneapolis. Yes, yep. Uh, but they're like, oh, no, no, it's fine, because they were treating COVID as a joke, as I think I did, too, with my friends. You you did. I was going to lick a train door, but then I realized I'm not afraid of COVID. I'm re- afraid of feces on that train door. <laughs> so I'm not going to lick that door. Um, that was a good decision not to lick the door. But I mean, like we were even joking around a little bit about it too, because we had the first woman come back from China in Chicago and she yep. tested positive. Yep. And Oh, the suburbs, but yeah. But yes, yeah, Chicago yeah. land. And they were like, we were doing the same thing. We were coughing in each other's faces. We we're, we're making fun of it. Like we we're making fun of the whole situation. And the borders are closing down. It's like, oh, shit, this is actually real. We need yeah. to get the fuck home. I think you said, that, like, I mean, granted, this has nothing to do with the concert, but I think you said they got the call at, like, 4 a.m., and within 15 hours they were on yes. a plane home, which is great to hear that they could do that because there's so many people that couldn't just jump on a plane and come home. So. I actually, I really enjoyed all the crowd interaction because now that I'm thinking about there's another one where you okay. talked about the intervals. <laughs> the first day of their tour, the intervals oh, came yes, on. I to forgot their, about this. Their tour bus, and they're like, here's some bread. Yeah. They're like, where'd you fucking get this? Oh, we made it on our bus. We make bread on our bus. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck is going on here? And it reminded me of that Anthony Bourdain episode where he goes to Canada. Yeah. And he's just with like these, you think they're like sort of hillbilly type people out fishing. And every time they cook, they just pull black truffle out of their, their pocket yeah. and like, here, have a pound of truffle. And it turns out these are like restaurateurs, like they own four or five restaurants, like all Michelin star restaurants. And these guys are just like the night nicest fucking people who love good eat, eating good food yeah. and wine. Yeah. And, but they're just down to earth. Yeah. And th- that's the vibe I got from that story as well. It's like, we're here to play music, but at the same time we need to eat well, we need to have good bread. Yeah. So that was yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. I don't know if you, I, I think we, got on the whole COVID thing and them getting home from COVID, yeah. but they were on tour with Spirit Box. So that's the other one. Yeah. yeah. They were, he was said he was in a green room waiting there yep. and he's like, that's another story again, right? Where yeah. he's like, I heard this amazing voice. We went out and checked and there's this beautiful woman singing. And then on stage was this bass player playing this great riff with this beautiful man playing bass <laughs> and then this beautiful man playing guitar and another beautiful man on on drums and we've formed a great friendship and here we are with them again yeah. an opening for it was like it was real music yeah <laughs> that's the part that got me to laugh was when he was like it was real music um yeah but, but that, it was interesting because they were on, that was the first day when they were on tour because i think they saw that they were with spare box and then intervals but it is kind of weird or not weird that's the wrong word but like they're going on tour with this band and it almost seemed like from his story, he didn't know who he was on tour with. So I didn't take it as that it was part of this tour. I took it as part of that, the 2020 tour that they were on. Oh. They were like a festival or something. And then they room. saw them playing. Oh, okay. Check. So they weren't like on tour together. They just were playing at the same place that yep. 
spirit box was playing. Got it. That makes more sense. Because I'm like, how do you not know who you're going on tour with? <clears throat> I mean, maybe you don't. Maybe not. Maybe you, you're getting paid. So it's like, yeah. whatever. We'll Show up on. at this time and do this thing. Let's yeah. do it. Do Are we going to like their music? Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll like the music. If not, you're still getting paid. Like, all right, fuck it, whatever. Give yeah. me money and I'll show up where I need to show That's up. That's true. That's true. Maybe. But I bet a lot of bands, when they do get booked, if they don't know about the band ahead of time, which I doubt that happens, they instantly look them up. And yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I doubt if, I, I bet bands know who, I think so. who they're touring with. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I really enjoyed the crowd interaction here. Sometimes I can it can get a little old, a little annoying, but I didn't get annoyed at all with the crowd interaction. That's good. The performance on stage was fucking amazing. The the sound was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Uh the crowd was awesome. A lot of crowd surfers going up over. A pit opened up. And yeah, uh, the music's great to listen on Spotify, but a live show is so, so much fucking better yeah. than just the music. How about you? Uh, I know you had pulled your phone up to talk about a song. Yes. So, is there a particular... Since you've listened to it since the show. Is there a particular song on here that reminds you of another song of a band that we've seen multiple times? I I, I don't know. Like I said, okay. I've only been passively listening. So. Okay. Well, even at the concert, I picked up on it right away. Oh, did you? Yeah. What is it? So, Behold the Crown has a guitar riff. Okay. This ex- I'm not going to say exactly because I don't want them to get sued or anything. But it's very, very similar to Surfacing from Slipknot. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Yeah. If you want, we can pause and I'll cut this if you want to listen to it. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Because we can't put it in, obviously, because it's copywritten music. Yeah, yeah. But, but we're going to... saying Behold the Crown and Surfacing. Yes. So... I would listen to Behold the Crown first and see if you can like pick it up. All right. But okay, so we're gonna pause. I'll cut it in because we can't play the songs. But okay, we're back. Brian, listen to the two songs that I was talking about. I can hear it. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a hundred percent identical, but it's it's, it's very similar. similar yeah, yeah. Sure. I don't think it's like suable worthy. <laughs> I, what? Who just got sued? Um, Somebody got sued. Yeah, uh, Ed Sheeran got sued for oh, some really? song. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really follow Ed Sheeran music, but it happens a decent number of times. I yeah. think where people do it, I, I'm sure it happens a lot more. But this one actually made it to court, and I guess Ed oh. Sheeran played the song for the jury, oh, and really? so people were like, "Oh, it's like a free concert." <laughs> um, I know our friend group growing up, Kyle, Jerry, Jake. They hated Papa Roach, okay, because they basically lifted a Iron Maiden riff. As oh, well. okay, and it's. That one to me is so much closer than, than this. this is. So I guess that's the thing is it's not identical. But as soon as I heard that, I was like, I need to listen to Slipknot. Yeah. So it's going back to what you were saying, how when you were listening to the intervals, you were like, oh, I need to listen to Chimera. As soon as I saw that, I was like, I haven't listened to Slipknot forever. Like I should listen to Slipknot now. But I yeah. think that they're very similar. I'm, I'm not saying it's the same. I'm just saying it's very similar. So... I've had thoughts on this kind of stuff for a long time, actually. Um, the riffs? No, like- just music copyrights and copyrights Oh, in okay. General. Okay, got it. Of, I guess in my mind, there's only a finite set of notes you can yeah, play. I understood. And in a s- certain particular order. So why should somebody who played these three notes in this order first be allowed to copyright it and nobody else can do that? And there's been cases where people 
I can't remember exactly who, but there was like a, I, I, I can't remember. I, <laughs> what song <laughs> it was, but Great conversation. We, we heard about it on Hollywood Babylon, whoever this particular person was, they wrote their song. The original writer of this, of a different song said, you, you stole my riff. You stole my music. Give me money. And this artist who apparently copyrighted listened to it and they're like, huh, shit, you're right. I did not mean to do that. Let me give you some royalties. Like, just without going to court or anything, just being like, eh, you're not wrong. So, here you go. I'll cut you in. So, I don't know. It's always been super weird to me. There was, I think, a lawyer and a mathematician and either a lawyer... I'll have to find this article and read this, too. But there was a computer science, like, doctorate, doctoral candidate or something and a... Um, mathematician or composer or something okay. where they went through and produced every single possible using AI and computers and what, well, obviously computers, but <laughs> they wrote a program to generate every single combination of possible notes out there in the universe and then copyrighted every single one and then released it into the public domain with the intent of ending these lawsuits. Oh, okay. Of yeah. Copyright infringement lawsuits. Yeah. I'll have to dig that up and look. It was very interesting. That'd be kind of interesting to talk about. Yeah, maybe yeah. we'll do a 666 on that or yeah. something. Yeah. But I've always sort of thought of like, why is somebody who's just strung these three notes together the very first time allowed to copyright it and nobody else can use that song without paying them? It's, I get it to some extent, yeah. but at the same time, it's, these are naturally occurring notes potentially. Like, it's, yeah. I don't know. I guess to me on these two songs, the only reason why I brought it up on these two songs is um, it. it's even got the same like cadence to me yeah. personally. Um, one of them I think is like, I don't know if the right term is like an octave lower or something, but it's like one note lower. So it's not as, um, I'm going to say screechy. It's not screechy, but I mean, because it's like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I shouldn't even like try it, but um, just how it goes. Like if you listen to the two songs, it's it's very similar. But um, I also don't really agree on the whole you sue somebody because the song sounds similar to yeah. yours. Like, did you really invent it? Because, okay, go back to Silicon Valley where they do this whole thing where, like, this guy, like, bought the copyright to a song so that he could sue a whole bunch of people that used it later in, in life. Well, then the main character of Silicon Valley uses his AI or his... Algorithm. algorithm to find a song that was written before that song to yep. sue him. So, so almost back to what you're saying is the cadence. I mean, cadence and everything is the same. I mean, now if you take, if you take behold the crown and sing it as Brian's band, it, you know, and say it's yours. Now that's, yeah. And that, that's a little different. That kind of gets in the, the idea of covers then. Yeah. I think covers, you need permission though. Don't you might, you? I would assume so. But, what about tribute bands? See, yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, now, now we're going down something again that we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, but. exactly. So, I mean, it's it's all confusing and just way too overdone. I, I get it. Like, I wrote something. I need to be compensated for my art. Yeah. Like, I'm making a living off of this. I'm trying to sell this as art. And it 100% is art. I get that. But... If you're not using the exact same, I don't know. I, I, 
I just don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's hard to say because like there's only so many notes you can play. Yeah. And so many rhythms and in so many octaves. I think it would be cool to write a song. I can't do this. Somebody else would have to do this, but write a song and then give that song to 10 different people and say, write lyrics to this song. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then you, you basically have that one song and it's totally different. Right. Every song is going to be different yeah. because it's from the only thing you're changing then is the, the vocalist, the, the lyrics that they produce to the song. Yeah. And you can even do the reverse where you write a song from a lyrical standpoint. Like Corey Taylor writes a song and then he gives that, those lyrics to 10 different bands and says, write music for this, these lyrics yeah, yeah and then seeing what those come up with i think that'd be a lot of fun to see in here and to some extent metallica did that with the black box i was just gonna say that um with the black box because i mean how many times do they play enter sandman or right. nothing else matters or whatever and, and every it's like song is different it is and so different it's so fucking cool yeah. I, forgot, I didn't even put that together yeah. until just now i mean even thinking about disturbed with sound of silence and uh simon and garfunkel like it's the same exact song yeah. One I can't stand to listen to and one I enjoy. <laughs> so I know you like both of them, but I think how Disturbed does it, it just makes it more enjoyable on my behalf, like on my thoughts. I guess um, that's slightly different than what I'm thinking also now that the more I think about it because... It's the same song. You're using the same vocals and to some extent the same I get what you're saying. And like the rhythm and You're notes. saying just give them the lyrics or just give them the um, instrument, the music. The yeah. music. And then you write lyrics or you write music based on what you're hearing or feeling. Exactly. Yeah, that's a, that is a little different because the sounds this, the lyric one, the lyrics are going to be the same, obviously, but the sound is going to be different because you could have different cadence of how the yep. lyrics go and how the, yeah. um, how, how drawn out the lyrics are, or how short they are, like pauses and everything. So. I guess we just did a 666 in the middle of our episode. Almost. We did. <laughs> so this is why we do 666s, everybody, because we go on tangents all the time. And then our episode that I think is going to be 40 minutes is already over an hour. Yeah. Anywho. Um, <laughs> we haven't even talked about Spirit Box yet. After the Barrel, like I said, fucking awesome band. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. I, I need to listen to them again. Yeah. Um, Spirit yeah, Box. Spirit Box. <laughs> Let's get to the bands that we're talking about. Headliner. Tonight, uh, the Eternal Blue Tour, as you, as we had already mentioned. Which is their new album. Their newest album, yep. Okay. I believe. Almost 100% positive. Let's I think you're right. I think you're right. It came out in 2021, she said. 15 songs total. We have, um, starting with Sun Killer, Hurt You, Yellow Jacket, Rules of the Nine, The Void. I don't know this song. Halicon? 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 It's H-A-L-C-Y-O-N. Circle With Me, Hella Good, which is a No Doubt cover. We're oh, really? Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I did pick up on that. I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome when they were playing it. and I forgot about No Doubt, honestly. I was really hoping it would be recorded so we can add that to the playlist, but we were unable to add that one. Oh, okay. So I thought about... Adding like, No Doubt? <laughs> we can just add No Doubt, but it's like, it's not it's not the same. It's Yeah. But it, it Hella Good, No Doubt cover, that was... It was a hell of a good time, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that bit. Uh, Rotoscope, Secret Garden, The Mirror Effect Part 3, 
Holy Roller, Hysteria, Constant, and Eternal Blue. Ending on the title track from the album as well, the title track for the tour. You had mentioned, I think when we left, you were interested if they had played the entire Eternal Blue. Yes, yeah, because I didn't know if they did or not. They played all but like three tracks, I believe it was. So the vast majority of this was the Eternal Blue tour. Yeah. Or album. Album, yeah. And again, I listened to this a couple times now. It's not all that heavy. It's not. I mean, even when we were watching it, I didn't think it was that heavy. Yeah. Where when we, so sorry, we saw them with Ghost Ghost in Green Bay. and Carcass. Yep, Ghost and Carcass. I felt like when we saw them there, which they were opening, so they played for like 30 minutes-ish. But I felt like it was so much heavier than this night. I did too. That was, that particular performance, that particular set was insanely not insanely heavy but it was it was a heavy heavier set. yeah yeah because i so even um my aunt commented because we did an episode on that we could possibly link that somewhere yeah yeah yeah, somewhere up there i don't know what, how to do that do you know how to do that we'll figure it out okay cool um so my aunt listened to that and she's like oh i'm gonna check out spirit box you guys talked really good you know like you talked them up or whatever or you really like them and so i told her i was like oh start with circle with me because in my mind it's a little bit mellower or whatever <laughs> so but n- listening to this album I mean, maybe it's just this album is um softer because she did even mention like i love our fans because you guys allow us to do you know softer songs heavier songs heavy songs or he- soft songs with heavy like that whole thing so possibly the album is just a lighter album yeah and she mentioned that after holy roller um that was the s- there were two tracks after that before they ended three. and two no there's three three you're right History there, were, <laughs> there were three where she's like we're gonna end on slower stuff holy roller was it for the yeah the fast stuff um our fans are great for letting us and being okay and emotional enough to like just open up and just say hey this is cool to hear these slower more emotional songs after something so hard we don't need to end on a hard track like a lot of people yeah. do yeah and I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. I get that. But at the same time, I was like, honestly, any band who ends on their ballad or their slower stuff, the fans are going to be fine with it too. Yeah. They're going to walk over. The like, fans are happy no matter what. Yeah. And they paid money to see you. So like. Yeah. So I, I get what she was saying. But at the same time, I was like, meh. I don't know. I, but that's the thing. Like, I don't know their albums that well. Because yeah. the songs that I've listened to are heavier as well. And that's why when going into the concert, I thought that it was going to be a heavy concert. So when you're like, I don't think there's going to be pits. I don't, th- you know, like all this stuff. I was like, I think there are going to be because in my mind, it was going to be a heavy night. And it didn't turn out that way. It was very almost psychedelic, the right word. There were definitely psychedelic elements. Yeah. And it reminded me a lot of Mastodon concerts, like how... We didn't even talk about the stage setup or anything, but I wanted to get back to that real okay. quick. Yeah, okay, yeah. When it started, they dropped a curtain down, but it was like a see-through, a curtain. see-through curtain. Yeah. And they take the stage. So before that, the other band was using the same stage setup a little bit. They didn't get as much freedom to walk around as most bands okay. don't get to do. But they had these um, LED backlit screen, and then like steps that went up, and you had your drum kit on the platform. So on. On our side of the stage was Spirit Box's drum kit up on this platform. 
and on the other side was Interval's drum yeah. kit that... You mean... Uh, nope, Intervals. Oh, Intervals was that After Buried Me, we had the middle. It was on the ground. Oh, okay. But okay. the Intervals were up there as okay. well. So it's like this... This, like, tier behind with steps down the middle, and then behind that even where it was, like, another um, LED screen that would project images and pictures and whatnot, yeah, right? Yeah, So they had all that. But then the screen dropped down, and it, I don't know how they did it, but it must have been something projected from the back onto it. Or Yeah. Yeah, it must have been. It had to be, yeah. Because it didn't come from behind them. So it was in front of the stage projected on this. But there were, like, these laser-esque squares that would come in and these geometric shapes that would, like, sort of come in and out yeah, of each that's other. that's the psychedelic thing that I'm talking about. It's, right, like, yeah. the the movement of the images and everything. And it really reminded me of Mastodon because Mastodon does that, or at least what we saw, the one one show we saw. Yeah, they have definitely, they have laser aspects and they on their screen as well. They have, like, more of that. I don't know what it is. I think it's, like, water and oil on a... Um, Remember those projectors from high school where you would have the overhead projectors mm -hmm. where you, I think you can do that with like a piece of paper where you put oil and water and you put different color ink and as it like swirls yeah. around, yeah. they have that sort of like swirling water and color effect yeah. going on. It reminds me of the, I don't know a what they are, but like a kaleidoscope, yeah, like where you go like this yeah, and you yeah. like turn it and it like changes the picture. Yeah. I really enjoyed that aspect of their show where it was this, that, as you said, like the sort of psychedelic show like imagery yeah. going on along with the show yeah. it fed in fed into the music really really yeah. well I yeah felt like. and that's what i'm saying like the music really had that feeling too of like it was just more mellow and more like just watch the shapes and yeah that sort of thing i was really enjoying that but at the same time i was getting really pissed off of the crowd oh because at this point every fucking person at least over by us yeah had their cell phone up yeah and i couldn't see a goddamn thing because it's all these fucking yes. cell phones just recording the entire fucking thing yeah and it wasn't recording in front of their face it was holding it up yeah. so nobody and then they would like the person in front of them had their cell phone up so then they would try to hold their cell phone higher and it was just like i couldn't see any of the stage yeah. like it was blocked from cell phones. So I was watching it through a screen. And this went on for three songs. Oh, the drop down thing? Yeah. Um, Korn did something very, very similar for oh, right, their set. Right. Yeah. And that's the first thing I thought of when this happened. Yeah. Was like, but the thing with Korn's is it would come down and up, down and up. And I was like, okay, normally you're going to play one song with the curtain maybe, or you're going to start and then you're going to drop the curtain. And that's what I expected. But no, the entire song went on with this curtain. I was like, all right, fine. You're going to drop it now. Next song went on. And just same thing, more effects, more lighting and, and whatnot. Yeah. And she would come up and like rub her hand on the, on the screen from time to time as sort of, you know, performing for the crowd. It was really cool to see. But then the third song, and I'm getting pissed because like, I can't fucking see anything of the band. I can't see anything anyway because all these fucking phones... So I was I was getting very irritated. Yeah, yeah. Like cell phones have become a really bad thing. I don't know. And I've I've noticed. I don't it, know how to say it nicely. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really notice it at other shows. Like I haven't noticed as much at other shows lately, but this one was just extra bad. Yeah, that's true. 
because i mean we've seen a lot of shows recently and this was the worst yeah one that we've seen uh, there was i can't even remember oh it was when we saw metallica at the 40th i saw a sh- so it wasn't where we were standing but i saw a sh- like a picture from it and um james was like overlooking the crowd on the opposite side of like where we were standing but the picture is him like playing or like singing to the crowd or like overlooking the crowd but all you see is people with their cell phones up because he's so close to the crowd they want to take a picture yeah and when i saw that picture or you know when i saw that picture probably on instagram more than likely because that's i guess all i do with my life is look at instagram but all i thought was this is their 40th show 40 years ago that would have been fans with their horns up yeah. or something in his face. And now he's overlooking the crowd with cell phones in his face. You don't even see the fans. You just see like a screen, yeah. like maybe a, like over the eyes and shit. Yeah. Like, and I think it was in when we saw, so after our first show back after COVID was green day yeah, and they made a comment to the um, crowd that saying like put your cell phones away you've been looking at screens for fucking 18 <laughs> months like put your phones away and ever since then like we've kind of followed that rule now with this we take pictures for content which even this night i almost wanted to tell you like don't take any pictures like i thought about it set an example of like i don't need to have my phone out or i was just going to take pictures of all the cameras as well as yeah. one thought of like well this is hard view and our so when i do do photos i i know i'm not getting the first like one or two songs. Yeah. Because everybody's going to like, they want to yeah. see the, how it comes out. They want to see how it opens. And I was like, it's not worth it. So I'll do photos later on. Again, though, for the first three songs, I was worried that like, we're just going to have the screen. All yeah. Because right. yeah. it was really cool. Don't get me wrong. It was cool. The, yeah. the graphics on the screen, it all played into the music. The whole performance was great. I really enjoyed it. But I was also getting really frustrated by it at the same time. It's so weird. This is definitely something I would like, be in the balcony and just be cool hanging back. Yeah, yeah. I thought that too. This concert would have, I would have enjoyed to be in the balcony too, I think. Yeah. But when I do do photos though, it's put the camera up and I'll try to do it in front of my face. Sometimes I'll pull it up a little higher and it's just take a photo and I just hit over and over and yeah. over and over and over. To and get then, a thousand photos And I concert. hope I get one or two good ones. Yeah. And I, I mean, I knew I had to get eight for them because there were two openers so we yeah. did one and one for the opener yeah. and then we try to get 10 photos to post for every yep. show so depending on how many openers and yep like how good the openers are too because sometimes we try to sometimes we have to do two or something but we try to do 10 yeah and show. so i was like all right i guess we're gonna be mainly openers for this night because i got pictures there but yeah and then the, the camera goes down and we'll take a 30 second video for instagram as yep. well for the story or something but otherwise Try not to take too many videos. Try not to take too many photos and just live in the moment and enjoy it. Yeah. What that fucking, uh, what the fuck after the burial was saying, like live in the fucking moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and we've talked about this, like we're just not into rewatching shit. On yeah. I mean, other people are, I've heard of people who like yes. record the whole thing and will yes. watch it over and yeah. over and over. Yeah. And the first, so I think it was the first avatar concert that we went to at house of blues at 2018. Something like that. Yeah. Um, I pretty much recorded like every song. Well, five songs. So not every song. But yeah. anyway, I mean, they were tr- with Trivium. So they probably didn't play that many, probably like eight or nine songs. But um, I did watch those a lot. Now I don't because we're busy doing other things. But I would listen to them because it's like I need that fix of like a concert, which I kind of think about that, too, where 
we go to a lot of shows so we have you know the live music aspect and maybe these people aren't so they're wanting to capture it maybe yeah um the thing that got to me which you told me last night you can save snapchat stories oh, which yeah, you didn't i didn't know, know i did not know that i don't use snapchat i didn't know that so i was like at first i told you last night i was like i'm just pissed that they all had their phones up and they were all recording with snapchat like it goes away in 24 hours like what the <laughs> fuck but the thing that i think that people were doing is they weren't recording for themselves they were recording to say hey look at me look i'm, I'm doing, doing yeah. this which i mean granted people could say that about us because we're recording a podcast yeah three days later after the show to be like hey look at what we did but we are recording or we're talking about this because this is what we enjoy doing. Yeah. So, I mean, that was the thing that was irritating me that night. Well, one, I didn't know that you could save them. So I'm like, what's yeah. the point of even recording the whole song if you're not going to be able to look at it again? But then also it's like, you're uploading this to yeah. social media to say, I'm doing this thing. And sort of the other point with the pictures that we take and put up there is sort of a, here's the view, what, you can expect yeah. from this part yeah. of the venue or the arena or something. Yeah, so. like, and that's why in the podcast we say we were standing on this side yep. when we took this picture, or unfortunately we had to stay away in the back when we took, or like, so I mean, tech, I mean, we don't put those into this podcast or on YouTube or whatever, but I mean, it is to show the venue, the, yep. um, the band, like what you could see, like any special props. Like I know with um, Alma Marth, like, they had uh like loki came, loki out. came out and stuff yeah, the viking fight yeah yeah so it's like, like little that. things like that yeah. like this is what you could experience for yep, the show yep. like if you didn't make it this is <clears throat> what the show was so that is true like that's what we're doing it for we're not doing it to say like and yeah. granted i don't know if these girls in front of us were doing that either but that's how i took it yeah but i mean we're the, getting really long again because yeah, we just went on a rant about cell phones yeah, so I mean, getting back then to the music, <laughs> uh, the curtain finally did drop, and yeah. that was awesome. And that same sort of effect followed into those LED screens that yeah, were on the, the platforms back. and behind the yeah. platform on that yeah. that stage. And the band utilized the whole stage great, like going up and singing from up there. The bass would go up there, the guitar would go up there. Everybody was moving around. It, it was it was really good show. It was yeah. a really good performance. Yeah. Um, a bit softer for me, like I said. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I expected harder because the first time we saw them, it was holy shit. This is harder than I expected. And then I did think about this because the, the very next day after that concert, on the way home, we listened to it in the car. And when we were oh, listening right. to it in the car, I was like, "This is not the same show." I, I remember saw. having that comment. Yeah, like this is a lot softer than I remember. How is that possible? They were so much harder last night. And she's got such great range with her voice where mm -hmm. she does the clean vocalists and it sounds amazing. She's got such a great voice. But then she can switch on a dime and do the hard, harsh like vocals. The growls, yeah. The growls. And it's so effective, so really good. I love her vocals yeah. so much. Yeah, which is what got me with her when we saw them in Green Bay. Yeah. Was that, because like almost every single song had that. Um, Holy Roller is a really good. Um, yep. Uh, example of that like and if you that song, don't she, understand what we're talking about yeah and for that song she came out in green bay and like a whole uh, not like a speech or she had like a little bit that she went along with the song oh i don't remember i that. can't remember what it was yeah. i was hoping to hear it again here yeah but it just went right into holy roller yeah 
the other thing I noticed, I mean, granted, that was her opening and then this is a headlining show. But yeah. here I felt like she was more done up might be the wrong word, but more like show presence or whatever, where when we saw them in Green, when we saw the band in Green Bay, she just had a skirt on and a band shirt. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that's about. Maybe to Maybe on the ninth, she just had a band shirt on, and this was just part she of it. Basically, I think wore the same thing, but with a, but it was white. Oh, okay. This was all black. It was like a, a coat almost, like a yeah. trench coat, not yeah. a trench coat, but like a, a, a big jacket, coat yeah. jacket, and a skirt on this night as well. Yeah, um, I mean, which is fine. I'm not commenting yeah. on what I, I just. It's the difference between the two shows, which maybe that this look does go more with like the softer music it and does, everything yeah. like that. Um, and I don't know if like opening because they were the first opener and then with carcass a death metal band yeah so i don't know if it's like all right we need to be a little heavier for this particular maybe i don't know what the rest of their show looked like before that because they were with mastodon so maybe it was a little bit more softer and into this more yeah into more of like what we saw this night with that with as that part of the leg but mastodon couldn't be there because they were jumping off to a different festival or something yeah so carcass came in and it's like yeah, so I don't know if that played into it, but I do definitely remember being like, this is this is harder. Yeah, I think, I mean, I could really, I, I really like Circle With Me and um, Holy Roller. Those are the only two songs of the whole night that I knew. <laughs> but, um, and I really wanted to hear Holy Roller uh, yep. live again. But I really think I could probably get into the songs more if I knew the lyrics. It's one of those bands where like, it's softer, but it's, the lyrics are really good as well. So it's like, I could really get into it. There are moments in like a few songs, maybe all of them are definitely a handful of songs where the big lyrical drop, I guess I don't know what to call it, but like the, here's the saying of the song, like that's going to lead into the chorus or something along those lines would pop up on screen. Yeah. Behind. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a few people around us were like, Holy shit, here it comes. And like, when that came up, they would like sing as loud as they could. Yeah. The crowd was getting super fucking into it. Crowd surfers, pits. Again, I don't view this as like a pit performance. Like this, it wasn't heavy enough for me to like start a pit, but people were into it, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Good for you for being into it. That's yeah. fucking awesome. I do really enjoy the music, but I don't know. Uh, the, the, the performance wasn't as good. I yeah I didn't enjoy the performance as much as we did in Green Bay because uh, I was excited to see this that night I wasn't too excited because I think going back to House of Blues I was kind of like yeah okay let's just get this over with we're going to House of Blues um but I was the first half I was just uh, it's so see, hard to say it's so hard to say I was like disappointed I was like this isn't what I expected from when we saw them in Green Bay same I was upset with the screen the phone but oh main, the the yeah drop down screen but i think mainly the the my thing i was upset about were, were the phones were the phones yeah once that dropped though the phones kind of went down for yeah. the evening yeah they they did pop up from time to time but it wasn't as bad as the two those first three songs the two girls in front of us were all night every single song yeah but i mean this is their thing so it's like yeah i guess i i get what you're saying like i need to be seen doing stuff Type yeah. things like I can see that mentality or maybe that's just I don't know us being old being like that's all kids yeah, do anymore maybe they, they need to be on social media and 
they have to let people know. We are know the old people at these concerts. We now. are now, yeah. <laughs> and and as I said earlier, I didn't enjoy the performance, which is a lie. I really did enjoy the performance. I thought the song was great. I thought the set design was great. I thought the effects were fucking phenomenal. Like that screen yeah. and what they did, that was awesome. And then how they incorporated those LEDs, like the, the screens behind them, yeah, which could have turned really bad. I hate the backlight. Oh, right, right, right. But this yeah. I didn't have any problem with because it wasn't so bright. Yeah. And it wasn't just white all the time. Yeah. You had blues and reds and pinks and purples and yellows and oranges, like the entire fucking rainbow of colors in here, right? So the overall performance and stage and the music, everything was great. I really enjoyed it. I just, as you said, expected something so much yeah. heavier. Yeah, I think that's where... So it isn't that we hated this set altogether it was not what we expected when we went in yeah because you were like i don't know exactly what you said but you're like that was a lie like because we we enjoyed it um yeah at first i was disappointed but then i really got into it and i think the cell phone thing really once the cell phones went down it was a little bit better and then that's going back to the cell phones like that's another reason why we hate house of blues right yeah it's because you can't move now yeah if we're at radius and we're in a like on our side, there were a lot of cell phones. I looked over to yeah, stage left, and there, there didn't nothing. seem to be as much. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, if we're at radius, I'm going to go over there. I might not be as close. Yeah. That's fine. I'd rather have a view right. of what's going on than be as close. Yeah, to see the band that I came to see instead right. of looking at somebody's cell phone. But I can't do that. Yeah. If I go back, I'm now stuck back by the bar, Yeah. which has shitty fucking sound, if I can even get back that far. can't even get to the other side where there's no, no screens. Yeah. But at other venues that are larger and have a better setup, it's easier to move about. Yeah. So well, even, I mean, it's not about the largeness, I don't think. It's the setup because, yes. like, you have to go up the stairs and then back down. And, right. like, you're not you're not doing that in the middle of the set. I did see there was one guy, um, this massive dude, like, so tall, broad shoulders, just this big, big man. Went to the bathroom in between, and he tried to get, like, we were by his friends, and he tried to get back, and he's like, I think the um, security guard's like, no, you're not going to fit. And so he had to, like, sit back. Eventually, he did let him go down onto the floor, or maybe he didn't. Maybe he was getting a beer and drinking his beer up there and then throwing it away. But I, I took it as, like, the security guard's like, there's no fucking way is it he the, fit in there. Is it the person that left between the, um, yep. after the burial in spare box? Yep, yep. Yeah, so... He, he made it back. He did make it back. Because he was in front of us. I saw that. He yeah. <laughs> but I don't know what it was, but in my mind, the narrative again that I'm writing is security guards like, uh-uh, you're a big dude and it's packed down there. You're <laughs> not going to be able to fit. Yeah. It. And I mean, we've talked about this with um, The Forge and now House of Blues multiple times. When it's this packed, it's not enjoyable. No, no. I mean, maybe if we were in the middle of the floor because the middle of the floor was moving, yeah. then it's a little bit better where this... I don't know. I don't know where the good spot is to stand or to be. Yeah. Um, I'm almost, I mean, we're going to go see bands at house of blues. That's for sure. Cause they're going to keep going there. But unfortunately. I, I feel like it's gotten worse since live nation took over. What when do did think? they take over? I don't know, but I noticed it after 2021. So I noticed it after 2020 as well. Yeah. Um, Cause it, it and are they selling more tickets? I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Right. Like I, I just, I just don't know. Everything seems to be selling out, which is great. Like we said, yeah, it's yeah. great for the band. It's great for the industry. It's great 100%. for fans. It's yes. great all around. Everything's yes. great about it. Yes. The problem is this particular venue sucks when it's sold out. Yep. You go to a different venue. 
I mean, even the Concord was sold out for Wage War, and it it was packed. Right. But it wasn't like this where you couldn't move. You right. could move around. You could go to the bathroom if you need to. You could go get a beer if you needed to. Yeah. You could step back out of the crowd if you need to for a second. Like. Yeah. This just it's it's not the same. It's not a good venue. I don't no. think anymore. I and I'm no. a little upset about. It. I do. I used to love this venue, and now it's yeah very low on my yeah. list. Yeah, it's low on my list too. But there's one other thing I wanted to bring up. I don't know if you noticed this, but and this was a little fr- I, I I'm not sure where I fall yet. Actually, okay. There was a lot of backing track to this performance as well. Oh, okay. And I didn't. I pick it up when I listen to the music as well. Oh, okay. There's there's bits where there's I don't want to say just noise, but there's certain effects, certain elements of the song that is clearly it's tough to say where like there's certain elements of the song that are sort of overlaid on top of the music. Okay. And I pick that up when I listen to it as well. I heard that a lot this night as well. So there were moments where the guitar and the bass are just standing there. They're not doing anything. The drummer's taking a drink. And yet there's so much noise oh, coming yeah. over in between. And then the guitar will pick up and play a couple notes and then put it down and let the other noise. So from a song composition standpoint, I think the songs are great. I think they work really well. But it... From a concert view standpoint, I don't know if I odd. like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, don't know what I think about the backing track yet. Yeah. I know a lot of bands. You So what band was it? It was one band this night, maybe after the burial, but they had some backing track as well. Or that might be the, it might be the intro. No, because intervals were all instrumental. But um, I even kind of looked around and I don't think it was Spirit Box though. But I looked around to see if there was like a DJ. Yeah. Because there was a lot of back. Maybe it was Spirit Box. I think it was Spirit Box. Like, yeah. Slipknot. You, you you have Sid back there, yeah. right, doing shit. So, like, I I just don't... Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about, and I think I did the same thing. I just thought it was earlier in the night, but I looked around to see if there was a DJ, and I didn't see. And I'm fine with intros being backing yeah. tracks and outros. Yeah. Like, that's fine. Bands do it all the time. Disturb does it, and it's sickness. Like, you always have yeah. that, like, wind up for sickness. Um. Metallic with battery. I think that first bit of battery is always backing track, which would be awesome if they go out there and just play it. And yeah, that'd be great. But whatever. I understand that like you do that. But the other instruments as part of the music that we don't have somebody out there playing that particular piece is now backing bit. I just, I don't know what I think about that. Yeah. I'm on the fence, but I'm leaning more towards, I don't like it. And yeah, I don't know. I, I personally, sorry, I feel like I keep commenting on what you're saying, but I personally don't care for it. I get what you're saying. Like if it's just like the intro or something like that, that's, I'm with you there. Like I'm fine with that. I don't necessarily like it throughout the song. Um, for a couple of reasons, it kind of takes away from the performance. Like you're saying, like where, um, the guitarist will just be standing there, but there's music playing or whatever. And also, I feel like I shit on bands that on different genres that do shit like that. And it's like, it's kind of hypocritical to shit on those bands, but then not shit on metal bands that do it. So, yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, from a song composition, if I listen to the music on Spotify or album or whatnot, right. I like it. It 
the song itself yeah. is sound. It's it's a really good song. Yeah. But live is a different story for me. Yeah. I mean, like we said, all in all, great performances all around. Um, from top to bottom of the bill. It wasn't quite what we expected, but it right. was still a good performance. Still great music. Little things here and there to nitpick about, but I mean, the biggest thing, definitely the venue and a few other things here and there, cell phones for sure, right? But um, You're not going to be able to control other people. You so. are not. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of going back to what After the Burial said, like just control the things you can control and don't worry about the rest of it. Anywho, um, I would see them again. I don't know if I would. It's not a band like, oh yeah. my God, I have to see this. It's like, it's, once again, festivals are great. If we always go to festivals of like, if they're at a festival, for sure, I'll check yeah, it out. Yeah. But also, I think if I could see a performance like what we saw in Green Bay, I would definitely sh- check it out again. This was just unexpected because we don't know the album. I guess that's a good thing, right? Or an interesting thing of, we don't know what we're going to get with Spirit yep. Box. It's, it's yep. a mixed bag. You yep. could get hard, hard, or you can get mellow. Both performances are great. Yep. You're going to enjoy both times. Yeah. But who knows what you're going to get. Yeah. Hey, maybe next time it'll be half, half. Yeah. This was, yeah, yeah. Um, We'll see what the next album is. Maybe the next, yeah. like this yep. may have just been a very emotional album. Yeah. And yeah. it was, it was almost all that album. Yep. There were yep. a few other tracks here and there, but playing all but three of this entire album, like. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Yep. I understand. But yeah, um, live music is awesome. Live music is great. You're you're gonna have interesting experiences. Yeah, you know. Especially if you see bands multiple times. Don't know what you're gonna get. So um, go some go check out some live music. Yep. Bye.